Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast. We blend the worlds of physical and mental health to bring you conversations of overall wellness. We are so happy you're here with us. Love, Meg and Maggie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 54. Oh my God, next week's going to be 55. 55, 50, 500, 300. There goes my dogs. Yep. It's the Megan Maggie podcast. Dogs in the background. This is just normal. It's fine. Um, It's not Maggie's dogs, it's my dog. Exactly. Mine start barking and then yours starts barking and then they just go back and forth. Yours is your dog's collar set my dog off like nothing else. When they shake their heads. Yeah. heads and their collars make a sound my dog loses his mind anyways anyways hi everyone welcome back welcome back we are so excited you are here and today we are going to be talking about probably a lot of things um probably a lot more things than i'm going to intro right now but what we are going to start with is our favorite word shifts and phrase shifts and words we like to include into our life um, so that way we can move towards the life that we want and not stay Mm -hmm. stuck in the life that we have, right? So there are a lot of words that we use that are very commonly used that keep us in a place of lack and restriction and just not feeling great, right? Mm -hmm. So today we want to talk about Um, which ones we have changed and how they make us feel and all sorts of things like that. So I'm so excited about it. Me too. And Maggie, it's funny because we were just like content planning before we started recording and we were like, okay, what's the title going to be? People aren't going to understand what word shifts means. Like, you know, until we start like explaining it, you're like, what is a word shift? Like, does it make, are we like learning about grammar? Like, what are we doing? Grammar. (laughs) As you were talking, we were talking about like a positivity bias versus, you know, seeing things in a more negative light. As soon as you started talking and giving all the ideas, I was like, oh, it's, it's like a mindset shift. It's mm-hmm. simple ways to hack these beautiful minds of ours. And it's like a shift all around. So I'm excited to get into that too. We'll go through kind of like our, we came up with like our top five word shifts that were like the most prevalent and like important in our lives. Um, but then we'll also just talk about in general, how do we speak to ourselves? How do we allow others to speak to ourselves? What do we fill our minds with? I think all of that is so important. And then making it a tangible way. In other words, like to create a new, for me, like a new neuro pathway of how I view things and truly turn it into a habit. I think the words we use, we forget how important that is. Absolutely. And like we were saying before we um, started recording, you're not going to believe all of these when you start to change them, right? (laughs) Like we have to act. Yes, exactly. We have to act as if we believe them for to, for a certain you know amount of time however long that is before we actually do right mm-hmm. because otherwise if we don't and we wait until we believe that the new word or phrase we actually believe it we're never going to get there right You'll so never it's start. like yeah it's like taking this leap of faith to you know help yourself get to the place that you want to be before you're there that's how we change right that's how we change And like stepping into the unknown, like you're saying, like taking that leap of faith, it's stepping into the unknown of, I don't know if I can believe this. I don't know. Like, for example, let's pretend, you know, we're talking about like a, you know, living a more positive life with a more positive mindset. Well, if everything around you doesn't feel that way, it's going to be like stabbing yourself in the eyeballs to be like, everything's wonderful. And the sun is shining and you're like, it's fucking not. Okay. (laughs) 
people right now. <laughs> like I could just picture that. Like some people, and I've been in places like that. I've been in seasons of that where I'm like, you couldn't pay me to act positive. I'm not positive right now. And I don't want to fake it. And you don't want, there's such a balance between this is actually one of our word shifts is going to be going from like, but to, and, and both and balance and like having two thoughts live together at the same time, I think is so important. So for example, here we are saying to you, fake it till you make it act as if right step into something before you believe it. And then at the very same time, I'm saying, don't lie to yourself. Don't fake it and make sure that whatever you're feeling, you allow yourself to feel for a reason. So how do we do both of these things? So Maggie, when we think about, before we get into like the specifics for overall mindset shifts, when or how, like walk us through at what point in your life where you're like, okay, something's like not working necessarily, or I need to like switch some things up. Like, did you ever have a moment like that? I feel like I constantly have moments like that. <laughs> like it's just constant. Um, I let me think if there was like a big one because I had a moment like that on the drive home today. You know, like drive. Oh, home I actually from- like that. <laughs> I actually want to like reword my question because I was looking for you to have like this big like, you know, oh I hit you know like rock bottom and then all of a sudden I decided to change and like that's like not those things happen of course like we all can hit rock bottoms with different aspects of our life but like most of the time it's just simple little changes, small, right? So actually let's forget that question. Let's start with, you have to remind yourself of this and the words you use within yourself often. So kind of like walk us through even whatever, if you were riding home today and you felt it, like give us like a practical example of that. Yeah. I feel like there are, you know, tons of tiny ones and then there are also big ones, right? So going back to your initial question, if I think about it, I was feeling really, really sick physically, right? Mm -hmm. I was working after I um, stopped working in New York city. I worked in New York city for about seven months and I took the train from orange County to New York city every day. Mm -hmm. And it was two hours each way. And when I stopped working there to open up my health coaching business, my fitness coaching business, my online business, um, I felt extremely sick. Like my body was not happy. And when Mm. I was working that job, I just kind of pushed it away and ignored it. Right. Um, but I was extremely bloated. I had gained weight, but it wasn't necessarily like I had gained fat. It was like, my body is bloated and mad. And like, I'm not Mm. moving as much because I'm sitting on a train for four hours a day and I'm sitting at a desk all day. And you know, my workout at that time is not cutting it because I'm not moving my body. Right. Right. And so there were a couple of months where I was in a really serious period of adrenal fatigue. And Mm. I was just like sleeping all the time. And as I was starting my business. And so like, I would, I would sleep, wake up, educate myself on how to start a business, take a nap, wake (laughs) up, educate myself on how to start a business, take a nap, (laughs) wake up, work with clients. Like it was just this, this extreme period of me being really sick. Right. And trying to push through it anyway. Um, but I, I had set up my life at that point to give myself the time freedom to not Mm. have to, you know, work the nine to five and commute and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like a little bit subconsciously, not fully consciously, I had taken that step to make a change, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I cannot live in this way anymore. It's not working. So let me just like change everything and live in this way. And then it allowed me the time and freedom 
to then make the conscious change, which was, okay, I need to go see someone who can help me with the way that I feel because I do not feel good. Right. Mm. So it wasn't so much in that instance, like a word shift, but when I committed to going to see a new doctor and, you know, not eating dairy and, you know, figuring out how to balance all my hormones and my thyroid and all that type of stuff with that came a ton of word shifts and mindset shifts, right? Because Mm -hmm. I'm going from a person who loves ice cream and loves, you know, being able to pretty much eat whatever I want because I move my body a lot. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a trainer. I, um, I strength train, like I need food to fuel myself. And then I'm going into this place of, okay, well now there's this whole list of foods that I can't eat because I'm allergic to it. And Mm -hmm. as like black and white, as that is, it still took a huge commitment of me constantly, constantly, constantly repeating to myself new words and phrases before I believed that I could do it. Mm. Right. Because it's like, I'm stepping into this new person of taking care of myself on a new level. And I made that choice before I believed that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And so go ahead. No, I I wonder as you're speaking, I'm like, I wonder if everyone at some point and most of our listeners are in their twenties. Like we look at our analytics and most of you are in like that 20 to 30 range, I think is our most popular. And I think there's a point, at least for me, I feel like there's a point when you like, kind of like get into like your early to maybe mid twenties, like that sweet spot, like maybe right after college or maybe when you're in college where, or like that time frame where you go from like kind of being, at least for me, I was kind of in like, um, like cruise control mode. Like I didn't really ever have to think about any of these things. I mean, I sure I struggled with like body image and stuff like that, but I, I never really had to put in effort to take care of myself. It was kind of just like, sure. I shower, I occasionally work out and I like go through this life. Like there's no, there was no like loving hard on myself until I got a little bit older. And I wonder if that's like a, I don't know if that's like a growing season that we kind of go through as we get a little bit older, or maybe some people never have that. But for me, I think it went from like, like you're saying, so I have a story like that when I was in college for the first time, I was like away from home, like five hours away from my family. And I was so sad. I missed my family. I missed my mom. Like I was very I was not like someone who was right away, like adjusted perfectly. I remember like crying myself to sleep many nights. Cause I like, it just was not, I was not someone who like thrived right away. I eventually got the hang of it, but not right away. And so anyways, I remember going to, I think I told you this story and maybe I've told you guys too, but it's one of my favorite stories. And when I was going through all this, I went to one of my professors who I adored and I still like think about him and he's just the sweetest little old man. And anyways, he said, I was saying to him, like, I feel so sad. Like, I don't know what is happening. Like, I feel so sad all the time. And he said something like really simple to me, like start like going for walks in nature. And I was like, what? Like you're a psych professor. Like that, that's your big advice to go outside. And it did help of course, but it was the first moment where I think I was what, 18, 17, 18 years old. And I, it was the first time where I was like, wait, I've got to work to be happy now. And then at the same time, in parallel to this, my freshman year, I was in like a psych 101 class. And this guy was there who was a lot older. He was like a non-traditional student. He was probably like 40 years old. And he said something that never left me because it was so profound. But he was saying like, 
at a certain age, at a certain time, you have to work to get to a neutral, peaceful, happy place. It's not always just a given anymore. If you were lucky to have a pretty, you know, stable upbringing where things were pretty, you know, okay for most of the time, you have to put in effort to reach that level. And I was like, what, what is this guy talking about? And I think about it a lot now, like if we don't do some of these practices, including the way we talk to ourselves, it's not always an easy thing to have a beautiful, positive mindset. It's not just a given anymore. It's not inherent. And to me, that's empowering. I like knowing that because then it feels like we can actually do something about it, right? Because I think a lot of people are in a place where they, I can picture a lot of people who have more of a negative mindset thinking that people who are happy and positive are only just like the lucky ones Mm -hmm. or the really privileged, fortunate, you know, chosen ones almost. And some may be cool, like, you know, okay. But most, you got to work to have that type of mindset. It's not easy. Yes. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that, especially the comment from your fellow um, classmate, because that is in my experience, right? Like I'm not 40 years old, I'm 27, but I've had to work really hard for, (laughs) (laughs) for the mindset that I have and, you know, things that we want to go into like positivity bias and, um, you know, just the way that I talk to myself and thankfully I'm lucky enough now to have the opportunity to also teach other people how to do that as a coach. Um, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of believing that you can do it before you believe you can do it. And a lot of, you know, constantly reminding yourself when you get stuck in a pattern of, you know, negative self-talk or a physical action or whatever it is that you, that doesn't align with the life that you want to live and you recognize it. It takes that constant, you know, reframe, a loving reframe, right. Of, you know, not getting so down on yourself and beating yourself up and being so mean to yourself oh my God, I can't believe I did that again. How could I do that again? Right. But this place Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I am, I'm acknowledging, I'm recognizing that I did this thing. I said this thing that, you know, doesn't align with the life that I want and either let me try again, or let me just like kind of sit with this for a minute and recognize it. So maybe next time I can, you know, do it a little bit better. Right. But it's this constant, constant, constant work to, get to that place and it's never done. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the other thing that I see a lot with people is that, um, along with thinking that people who have a more positive life, happier life, um, you know, they're more of a positive outlook. Fulfilled is a word that sticks out to me a lot with that concept. Yeah. People look at people like that and say, oh, you know, it must be easy for you, but also like you've made it. And you don't have to work anymore. Right. And that's just not the case. This is something that requires work every day and it gets less and less and less, the better you get at it because your default becomes more of those words that you want. Right. But you're always going to run into situations where you find yourself back in a pattern that you don't like, and it's just going to happen for the rest of your life. I think that in and of itself, we like, you speak my love language, Maggie, but like (laughs) that, and we always say this, here we go again, like that in and of itself, right? You saying that it's not going to be easy. We're 
always, always, always me too. Sometimes we're always going for that quick fix. We're going for like, what's going to get me to A to B the fastest. Let me do it. Let me grind. Let me get it done. And then you're like, why didn't it work out? What happened? And it's like, cause it's just not sustainable. And so what you're saying about it being constant work ties in perfectly with our first, um, word shift or just the concept of it in general is that we've mentioned this before. And I, see a lot of content actually surrounding it. And I love it so much. The life you have or the mindset you have, both are difficult. So being in a really negative, like um, uh, comparison, what else, Maggie? Give me some words. Give me a mindset, like a miserable, tired, fatigued, unsure. That's a hard life. Okay. Yep. And I, I still pull at that life. Sometimes I still, in, I still dabble in that life. Oh, right? me too. Yeah, me right. too. <laughs> like, don't, don't hear us wrong. We're not here waking up singing with the birds every morning. Um, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But like, that's hard. And it's also really hard to take care of yourself and to love on yourself really hard and to constantly reframe. Do you know, sometimes I'm so tapped out on like self-improvement that I'm like, I can't, I can't do oh. anymore. I can't listen to another podcast. Maggie and I are a little different, obviously, because no one may be like self-improvement, like entrepreneur, like junkies, like we are. This is like what we do. Like this is where we're trying to go and with our careers and stuff and teach you all through our experiences. So we may like go a little harder in that area than others. But there are some times where I'm like, I cannot listen to another positive fucking thing or I'm going to like lose my mind. Today on my drive home from the gym, I, <laughs> so I got in the car, I found this um, playlist on Apple music. I think it's called like feeling confident or something like that. I don't really make my own playlist anymore because whether you use Spotify or Apple music or whatever, there's just so many playlists out there that I just yeah. don't really take the time like, to I'm make good. my own. So anyway, I find this playlist. I've been listening to it for days, days, days. I've been listening to this playlist. Okay. And so I'm driving home and uh, there's a song on and I'm like, you know what, actually, I think I'm going to finish that podcast I was listening to yesterday. So I, you know, change it and I go to the podcast and literally it's like 10 minutes I'm driving home and I'm not listening to a single word because I'm just singing the song that was yeah. playing before I turned on the podcast. Yeah, and I was you like, were done. all right, Maggie, I guess this isn't going to work today. So I just turned oh. off and put the music back on and everything was fine. But I'm at that point too, right now where like, I just bought probably 10 fiction books and I've read three of them in the last week. And I'm just like, no more personal development books right now. Just that's fiction. Amazing. That's it. <laughs> that's so important though, because I think we get stuck in the rat race. Like, okay. So even we have to be careful with how we're speaking because we're saying to you, you know, it's constant work. It's constant reframing, but it's also constant, uh, where's the, here we go the balance. Where's the balance of giving yourself grace and letting yourself just live and exist and breathe in this world. And then also, okay, how do we have this beautiful, positive mindset and keep up with that work? I think it's really, there's no formula for that, Mm -hmm. right? You have to feel it out within yourself. There are some days where I wake up and I'm like, let's do this. I'm going to love on myself so hard. I'm going to go work out and I'm going to, you know, move my body and feel really good and blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening to a podcast and all this stuff. And then there's some days where I'm like, okay, I'm still going to kind of do like, do you think there's almost like a bare minimum now? Like, I feel like there's some things that just kind of feel now because they're habits. It feels weird to go a whole day without at least even going for a walk or, you know, listening to music at some point. Like, I feel like now my as you get going with certain things and making certain shifts in your life, your bare, your like, what's the word? 
your bottom like yeah uh, just like the bare minimum yeah it yeah, evolves. yeah it's a little higher than what it used to be yes and that's cool that's growth that's like a cool thing to know but both lifestyles are hard you need to sink inside of yourself and figure out what you need for that particular season and what would you say Maggie to someone who's like okay I hear you I get it I get that it's important I don't I can see a lot of people saying because I I could see myself saying this a few years ago being like I don't think it's going to be worth it to even begin like I don't think it's gonna last and I want to speak really carefully about that because I actually just recorded a video for YouTube on this concept, but it's this thought of stop comparing pain, right? We don't want to compare pain with each other, but at the same time, in the exact same breath, how do we recognize that pain varies on the levels and there's a certain level of privilege that travels with our pain? So for example, for someone who maybe still in a season where, you know, things are really hard or they, their childhood was so unbelievably unstable that it's hard to even begin. Can you speak to that at all? I'm throwing you like a really loaded question. Yeah. I want to go back to the first one first. I want to go back to the first one first, which was, what would I say to someone who doesn't believe it's even worth it to start because it's not going to last? It's not going to last. It's not going to last in the way that you think it's going to. The way that you think that your change needs to last is not the way that change actually works. Right. And I say mm-hmm. that because I totally do the same thing over and over and over. Even now, when I try to implement new habits, I get into this place of like, okay, I'm going to implement this new habit and I'm going to do it exactly like this every single day. And then I'm going to get this result. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I know that that's not how it works. That's Mm -hmm. not even what I truly want, yet my brain still goes there and it still thinks that, okay, I'm going to do this new thing and I have to do it perfectly or else it's not going to be worth it. And, and then when I do do it perfectly, it's going to turn out like this and no, it's, it's just, that's just not, right. So like you have to start and just go from there right? We have to have a plan. We have to have a goal. We have to have a desired outcome and which is the first word shift, which I'd like to get into after this. Let's get into it. And none of it is going to go how you think it's going to (laughs) go, right? Like we have to have the plan. We have to have the destination and it's not going to work out that way. It's going to work out in the best possible way for you in a way you could not plan. The plan is to help you get going and stay consistent. The outcome will be what is best for you. Hmm. That is the most, uh, I didn't, ex- first of all, I threw a lot of, that was like a loaded question at you, but the way you answered it is perfectly because you could even sense in the way that I was saying that someone who's saying it's not worth it to start, you already know that's an all or nothing kind of person, which are our kind of people. Okay. Yes. Maggie and I know that word really well. We're probably like the, uh, we're like pillars of that community. If you will, <laughs> the all or nothing perfectionist community, we would be in charge. Okay. We'd be the presidents of <laughs> because we know that game really well. And here we are saying to you, thank God we learned this at a young age. It doesn't work. The all or nothing mentality doesn't work. It's not going to be perfect. Stop trying to make it perfect. Okay. So with that being said, to start with some of our word shifts, our first one it was Maggie's and I, I believe in it too, but I think it's so powerful is maybe you can explain it a little more Maggie, but 
the concept of going from the word like but to and. Yeah, this is a huge one for me. And I'm at the point now where I recognize myself saying and where I would have used to say, but, and then I'm like, I did it. I did it. I did it right. You know, (laughs) Um, but for a long time, I would say one thing like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to be able to think of one, but anyway, yeah, I probably should have thought of examples. Yeah. I did write down the word shifts though. So that's a big improvement. That's okay. Um, I can think of one off the top of my head. If we were to say, you know, I, I, um, oh God, I just put myself on the spot. If I was to say, cause I used to do this, actually, this is something that I worked through in therapy a little bit. I used to say, um, I want to, I want to do this, but I can't, or I want to do this, but I'm not sure. And I really worked through this in therapy where she was like, can it be both? Or I would always say, for example, this is my mom is, she listens to the podcast every week and I always use her as an example. And every time she calls me and is like, thanks for using me again, but here you go, mom. It's a good example of it. Every time I was expressing anything with my mom in term in therapy or wherever, you're just any person in general, any person that I love, right? Someone that you adore and love, but they drive you crazy at the same time. Sometimes I remember working through that. And I remember I would say, I love my mom so much. I know she's coming from the, but from the best place, but she's driving me crazy with this. And my therapist would really work with me and saying, can it be both? Can't you love your mom so incredibly much? And at the exact same fucking time, be mad at her for this, right? Yes. Like it's the end. So I think that's a good example. I'm impressed that I pulled that together really quickly. Yes. Thanks mom for letting me use you as an example again. Yes. I think that is a great example um, because it's simple and it encompasses the two sides of, you know, a situation that, like we said, they don't have to exist separately, right? Uh You can love someone or something or want to do something and be frustrated with them or, Mm. and want to do something else, right? I can want to go to the gym and be tired. I don't need to want to go to the gym, but I'm tired, right? Because now I'm using being tired as an excuse to get out of going to the gym, where if I say, I want to go to the gym and I'm tired, then I give myself the opportunity to choose whether or not going to the gym is best for me, right? Because I can go to the gym and do something and be tired and still feel better when I leave. Oh my gosh. They were now, now the examples are just going to flow because we're into it, but it's so powerful. And the idea too, like, even for me saying like, I don't diet and I care about my health Mm -hmm. or like they can be polar opposite things too. They don't necessarily have to be things that go together perfectly with and say two thoughts at the same time, say things that don't necessarily go together. Right now I'm, I'm blanking out on more examples, but you guys get the point. Like these simple word shifts are powerful and allow yourself to feel many different things at the same time. I think that's the biggest thing. And it's my favorite part about our podcast is that every, a lot of other places where you consume content, they want to tell you exactly how to do it. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cause that's how you make money. Okay. We've talked mm-hmm. about this before. That is a great fucking strategy for marketing and making money. I don't want that kind of money because I don't believe in it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It would work. It's trendy making people believe that, you know, more and you, you know, know everything more than they could is great for making a lot of money and it's not sustainable. (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyways, let's go into have to versus get to. So this concept, Maggie, you probably have some examples of this, but going from I have to do this to I get to do this. Now this one, I'm going to be totally transparent. I know the, I know the power of this one. And sometimes I don't, it's too like happy that I don't want to use it. So maybe give an example. I totally get that because I think there is a surface level component to this one. And then there is a deeper level component that we can allow ourselves to get to if we choose to, right? Mm -hmm. So this is one for me that I have to be more consciously aware of because I get into a place of like, okay, I have to do this and then I have to do this and then I have to do this and I have to do this and then I have to drive here and then I have to practice. I'm in my head all day long. Oh my God, exactly. burning. Yes. I never thought about that. <gasps> I uh, yeah. understand. A moment right now, guys, hold on. Give me a moment. <laughs> fuck I do that yeah I'm like okay right? I have to do this okay I have to go get the laundry okay I have to do the dishes okay I have to walk my life like that's just oh yeah. my gosh so that's where most of us live right I know that's where I live a lot so I have to do this 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 right and so I'll give you I'll give you an example of something that was very easy for me to shift into the get to one okay so um, I coach high school girls basketball and we just won our sectional championship, which was very, very exciting. It's my first year and we won the section. So that is awesome. So now we're in the postseason. We're in the state tournament, right? And we are the only team left in Sullivan County still playing basketball, girls or boys, only team. And this time of year, it is very difficult to play basketball. It is very mm. difficult to be in a gym because you can tell when you're in the gym that it's warm outside. You can tell when you're in the gym that it's light outside. You can mm. tell everybody else in the whole school is not playing a sport right now because it's in between the winter season and the spring season. And there's just this urge to go outside and just not be in the gym for hours after school. Right. And even for me now, when I drive, I have to drive 40 minutes to get to the school from my house. And so when I drive home, it's light out the entire way, which mm. is really nice. However, there's this feeling of, oh my God, like we're still playing basketball. Like, oh my gosh, I just want, it's like, it's been a long season. It's been months and I'm just like exhausted. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if I say to myself, which I was saying to myself, oh my God, I'm so tired and I have to go to practice today. I'm pulling this energy into this incredible gift we have been, we have earned of a postseason, And I'm pulling this negative energy of not wanting to be there. And that's not how I feel. I don't feel like I don't want to be there. I do want to be there, but there's all this other external stuff that's pulling me somewhere else right? It's pulling all the girls somewhere else. And I have to consciously every single day, I get to go to practice today. I am mm -hmm. so grateful. I get to go to practice today. I am so incredibly proud of my team that we have earned another practice today because, and this one's easy, right? Because it truly is. It's something we wouldn't have had if we didn't put in all this work to accomplish what we accomplished, right? So it's easy for me to make that change, but it's so powerful, right? Because when I go into practice and I'm like, oh my God, I have to go to practice today. It doesn't go well. 
Mm. I'm not my best self. I'm not allowing them to be their best selves. And everyone's just a little bit frustrated, you know, (laughs) but when I can go in and say, I get to go to practice today, Mm. like, this is incredible. I cannot I cannot believe to some extent, I can believe to most extent that I get to go to practice today. Yeah. I'm just so happy that I get to go to practice today. Mm. That energy is completely different. It is completely different. And regardless of what it is, if it's something like that, or if it's just like, I get to go get gas today from my car, right? I have to go get gas versus I get to go get gas from my car. It just carries a different energy with it. Yeah. And that is the most important part in my opinion. It does. And the energy with it is, I'm going to be fully honest. Some days I'm super into that energy and some days I'm absolutely not like, I'm going to keep it really transparent. And here's the thing. So our next word shifts are really like, we can go through them quickly because they really tie in beautifully together. So I'm going to take us on like a little baby tangent for a hot second, but there is a difference between, I think for this one, Maggie going from have to, to get to really depends on what you're doing. And if it's really in alignment with you, Mm -hmm. right? So if you just took this basketball coaching position, because you were like, okay, whatever makes sense. It's good money. May as well do it. Yada, yada, yada. Your ability to go from have to, to get to would be very different. You're in alignment with this position. You love what you're doing. You adore your girls. You adore the game. Like it's different. So for me, for example, when I was because I, I tried this in real time months ago in the fall when I was trying to force myself to stay in the school psych field. I remember, God, I was pulling at everything, every piece of gratitude I could have. I remember giving myself fucking pep talks in the morning going to school. I remember saying, I get to go here today. I get to go and do this. I get, you know, there's so many people in the world who would you know, die to go and do this job that I get to do. And I get to help kids and all this stuff. And I remember I even went as far. So the example I want to share, I even went as far as pulling an example from like real time back then in the fall, there was a woman who was a few years older than me. She had just gotten married and all these things. And then all of a sudden she was diagnosed with cancer, like terminal, all the things, heartbreaking, like gut wrenching, soul sucking, tight pain that can come from this life. And I remember um, when I was, you know, going to the school and doing my internship and like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Like, for example, look at this woman who her whole life was in front of her and now it's ending, like literally ending. And here I am, here we go with comparing pain. Here I am in an able, healthy, beautiful body, able to go to this career. Have like, I remember being sucked into that so heavily and I pulled that all the time. And I thought about her for probably a good month, like every morning when I was like, I don't really want to do this. I remember being like, you got this. And again, we want to keep in mind that this one in particular, this word shift in particular, if what you get to do is not in alignment with you, this is going to be a very difficult, um, this is going to be a very difficult word shift to make. And these ones are also more complex, right? So for example, if you're like, I, you know, I'm trying to think of one that's like really good. I have to go to this job or I have to, um, Maggie, can you help me here? I'm like losing some of these ones. I I think that the simplest example for this one is I have to go to the gym versus I get to go to the gym. It's a big one. It's a big one. And this one 
I, I really like this example and I know it's so cliche and everyone says it and everyone's like, instead of saying you have to go to the gym, focus on the fact that you get to go to the gym. And as cliche as it is, if you really allow yourself to sit with that for a second, right? You allow yourself to sit with that for a second. You do get to go to the gym today, right? And you get to go to the gym because you are in a healthy, able body that allows you to do that, right? Mm -hmm. You get to go to the gym because you live in a place with the resources for you to be able to go to a building with electricity and running water and air conditioning for you to do your workout, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are unable to do those things, you, I'm sure you really feel the power of what I am saying to the opposite effect of like how grateful you would be if you got to go to the gym. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there, I think two things when it comes to this word shift, one, going back to what you said, Meg, about school, the more in alignment, the thing you get to do is with you the more powerful this word shift is, Mm. right? Because I guarantee there's days where you're like, oh, I have to record a YouTube video today or I have to record a podcast today. Mm -hmm. But saying you get to do those things is probably a lot more powerful because it's what you love, Right. right? It's what you love. And then there's other components where it's like more simple, like I get to go to the gym. But if you allow yourself to sit with that for a second, the power of that is even greater because Mm. it's simple and it's like, it comes down to this, you know, level of privilege. I don't, I don't like the chargedness of the word privilege right now, but just your whole life and all the things that have lined up for you. Even if you say, I have to go fill up my car with gas versus I get to go fill up my car with gas. Let me tell you yesterday when I went to go fill up my Jeep with gas and it cost a hundred dollars, I was really tapping into the, I am so grateful. I get to fill up my car with gas today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Because not everyone would be able to do that in this situation where the prices are rising rapidly and it's like, Oh my God, all of a sudden I can't afford to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like with this one, we really have to let it sit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm going to get into our, we want to get into our other ones, but to like sum this up, those two, I'm so happy we paired them at the same time, but an and to have to and get to because they go in beautifully together. And these are two word shifts that you need to take some time to figure out what do you value? We've done episodes in the past about, you know, health specifically, what do you value for your health? What do you value for your lifestyle? But just you in general, what do you value? Like all these things are going to be different depending on that. So I really like the tangent that we went on there. And I think it's really necessary. And that to me, if I heard this same conversation on another podcast and they were like, I want you to just, you know, fake it till you make it and say, but to, and, and have to, to get to, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? It just wouldn't sit the same. It wouldn't be the same effect to the complexity that goes behind these conversations. That's the thing that I think is really important is that loving on yourself now and having self-love and taking care of yourself and healthy mindset, that shit is trendy right Mm -hmm. now. And that's beautiful because it means we're going in the right direction. 
Okay. So I don't care that it's trendy. Let it trend. Let there be a lot of content on it. I love that because that means we're moving towards better, healthier humans. But at the same time, if you don't have people like us, or you don't have podcasts that are going, you know, I would, I would say a layer deeper, but we're probably about five layers. Deeper. <laughs> I was going to say like 10. <laughs> we're about, uh, we're pretty down deep in there, but you all love that. Cause these are the things you listen to from us. And this is the part that makes it relatable is that it's not, it's surface level. That's what it is. That's the word it's surface level. When you hear it, you're like, okay, cool. But like, it's not going to work. Um, so I love that. Now let's get into kind of, to finish this off. I think these are probably the most um, popular ones that a lot of people would want to, you know, shift their mindset towards is their health in general. And how do we do it in a, how do we view our health as a lifelong game and a sustainable approach rather than a fad or a trend or anything like that. So one of ours, Maggie and I share this in common is exercise to movement or working out to movement. I use all these things interchangeably. Um, I'll say sometimes I'm going to work out or I'm going to exercise or I'm going to move. And depending on my mood, if I don't really want to work out necessarily, I call on movement quite often because to me, no matter what, that's my bare minimum is that I moved my body. So for example, this morning, I didn't, I like slept in, I enjoyed myself this morning. And then I was like, I just want to at least go for like a 20 minute walk. Nothing crazy. Like that's not gonna, you know, do anything wild, but even just getting outside for fresh air for 20 minutes and walking around feels good. So it's just movement period. Um, do you have anything to say about that one, Maggie, or do you want me to kind of rattle these off? I do have something to say about it. Um, technically exercise and movement are different, right? Because Mm -hmm. exercise is structured movement of your body in relation to your goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So technically they are different. Mm -hmm. However, I love the idea of using move the word movement, especially when, like you gave in your example, Meg, you are really having a tough time getting yourself to the level of structured movement in relation to your goal, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we know the difference. And I think it's important that we allow ourselves to gravitate towards the one that feels closer to us, but we need that, right? right. Because if we put up this wall, if we put up this barrier to to exercise is good and movement's not good enough, then we are restricting ourselves from so much potential, right? Mm -hmm. The potential for just a better mood because you went outside, right? Where if you use the word movement, okay, I really don't feel like exercising today, but I can, I, I want to move my body. I want to move my my body, right? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to do my warm up. Right. I'm just going to do my warm up. I'm going to get out my mat. I'm going to lay on the floor. I'm going to do my warm up or I'm going to go for a walk or whatever it is. You're much more likely to get to that point of exercise if that's what you want. Right. Sure. It's like a bridge. Right. It's like a bridge. So either we can either just go for the walk or do the warm up or whatever, or it turns into a bridge of, okay, now that I did the movement thing, I feel like maybe I could do the exercise thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that the most important part to that is that you call on different things, different days. And it's not like this is just going to be all these word shifts for the most part. This one in particular, also that was hot Maggie, you like pulled out your like exercise science degree and you were like, this is the difference between exercise. (laughs) I love that. Um, You call on different things, different days, right? Sometimes I just want to move my body and other days I want to go work out and really like, you know, strength train and things like that. The next one that is one of my favorites is going from saying the word like healthy foods or good foods, which 
there's nothing wrong with necessarily. It's just, I find more comfort in saying nutrient dense foods. It's helpful for me to not label foods as good or bad. I can have a donut whenever I want a donut. And guess what? When you allow yourself to have a donut all the time, you really don't want it. Okay. Cause you, you can have it anytime. I like going from the, actually Maggie, we can probably just pair them together right now because they all really go hand in hand, but healthy and nutrient dense, and then restricting to including, so these two, we can really group together because I think they're important. Um, what do you think about those? I love them. And I think, again, just like the exercise to movement one, I think they are fantastic bridges mm. and they can be fantastic, like lifelong word shifts, right? Mm. Because let's take the first one, healthy to nutrient dense, right? Healthy is a very vague word and healthy means something different to every person. Right. So if you say, Oh, I ate healthy today. I'm my first instinct as a coach is like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does healthy mean to you? What did you eat? Right. I want to know what that means to you. I know. But if I'm not a coach and you say, Oh, I ate healthy today. And I'm like, Oh, I ate healthy today too. We could have eaten completely different things. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's no real, um, tangible qualities to the word healthy, right? Because it's so vague and there are so many different ways we can approach that. Whereas with nutrient dense, sorry, Meg, um, whereas with nutrient dense, it's more quantifiable, right? Whole foods have vitamins, protein, fat, carbohydrates that haven't been processed, right? Nutrient dense. And Mm -hmm. it's easier for us to figure out what is a nutrient dense food versus what is a healthy food, right? Because Mm -hmm. we could take a cracker and then compare it to a gluten-free cracker. And someone's going to say that the gluten-free one is healthy, right? But if you ask me, I'm not going to say that. I'm not Mm going to say the gluten-free one is healthy in comparison to the other one, but both of them are not nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. So I really love this one because it just helps us distinguish what our goal is right? And it takes the pressure off of having to figure out, oh my gosh, is this healthy? Do I think it's healthy? Do they think it's healthy? Does this, you know, website on the internet think that it's healthy? Like there's just oh so gosh. much there's to so that. Many trucks. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many channels and depending on, you can go to the grocery store and how many times do we look at a box, something that says healthy or this is healthy. And then you read the ingredients. You're like, this is insane. Yes. <laughs> and that's, you know, we know about food a little bit more. Like I didn't always, but now I do. Like I know, um, a decent amount. And I embrace that. And it's something I value, which I didn't always, but now I do. So depending on who you're listening to, or if you've got, if you listen to our societal standards in this country, you're in trouble. Like you can't use that word. And also nutrient dense to me is much more approachable in the sense that there's room to be flexible. It's not good or bad. It's, you know, you can call on it at different times. And for the most part in my diet, what I eat, I want to have a lot of nutrient dense foods. I feel my best that way. And that's the same thing. It ties in beautifully with restricting and including instead of going from the mindset of, I can't have that donut because it's unhealthy, right? If we go from, of course I can have the donut. Okay. Whatever. Like I can totally have it. And if I want it, I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to take, like we always say, like evidence after, how did you feel? Did you really want it? Like, I think that there's room for those. And I'd actually like to, Maggie and I were like, okay, we need a, weird content planning some more episodes and we needed one more and this Maggie we can talk about it afterwards of course but I think it would be an interesting topic to go through some of the details and some of the like finer um 
just like really diving into that concept of nutrient dense versus healthy versus finding our way through ingredients and chemicals and this kind of stuff. Um, and if not guys, then that means we didn't like it and it didn't work. <laughs> yes, either you'll see it next week or you won't. You'll see it or you won't. <laughs> on that note. Okay. On that note, if you're listening to this and you're interested in that topic, send us a message and let us know, because yeah. if you're interested, we'll definitely do it. But I like that idea too. Um, mm-hmm. I love restricting to including whether or not you use those specific words, the idea of it, right? Because when we, it goes back to the energy, right? Let's use food as the example, because it's, I feel like it's the easiest one for this example. Mm-hmm. The energy of, I can't have that is so negative and just down. And it just makes you feel like you need to round your shoulders forward and scrunch up your eyebrows. You want it more than anything because it's now a forbidden fruit. And you're like, you told me not to touch it. So now I'm really going to touch it. (laughs) Exactly. Versus the energy of I'm working on including more water. I'm working on including more protein or I'm working on including more vegetables. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I can relax a little bit. I can have the things that I want to have. If I want to have a donut, I am allowed, right? Mm -hmm. And I am focusing on adding in more of these nutrient dense foods because Mm -hmm. of whatever my goal is, or Mm -hmm. just because I, you know, heard that that's good for you or because, uh, you know, it's going to help my digestion or because I just want to eat more vegetables, whatever. Right. But it's like the energy of it is so much more relaxed. I feel like I can kind of sit up straighter. Right. And I don't have to be so worked up about it and so focused and so, um, just like critical. Yeah. Like the energy of it is so different. It is very different. And I think the, one of the things that I can think of as like an example off the top of my head is now when I like, quote unquote, like build my plate, even I know now through lots of trial and error and lots of, you know, learning over the years about food and what makes me feel best. I learn now that. So for example, when I go to, let's pretend I'm having like pasta with some type of protein and vegetables, right? I know now that for the most part, my body feels best. I'm not bloated. I'm not sluggish after when I fill my plate up with a ton of vegetables and a lot of protein. And I have a little bit of pasta, right? I can have pasta all day long. I can have mac and cheese. I can have whatever I want, but I know from having it over and over again and allowing myself to include them, you learn very quickly that it's not something that typically feels best. At least for me, it's not an alignment. So having the power of yourself, this is the key word. And this really sums up the episode beautifully. All of these shifts cannot necessarily come from outside forces because they're so personal. And you probably have so many, as you're listening to this episode, you have so many that we didn't even mention. And you're thinking to yourself like, okay, that's, you know, I say this a lot and I would like to shift it to this. Like the way we talk to ourselves is so important. And the words we use has a lot of power. And I also think too, that that's kind of like the foundation because it sets the precedent for how others speak to us or how we speak to others. Or, you know, you can really take this conversation. I mean, we've already taken it about 25 layers deep, but if you want to take it even deeper, be our guest. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on and take it deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. If you can go deeper than us, I'll be, I'll be surprised. That's amazing. Have a conversation with you. Absolutely. Have a conversation with you. (laughs) I think that open. we'll see you next week. I think, I think that this is such an important foundation to what you just said of 
how other people then talk to us, right? And how we talk to other people because how we talk to ourselves is how we're gonna talk to other people and how we talk to other people is how they're gonna talk to us, right? And whatever you choose is going to continue to perpetuate that loop, mm-hmm. right? So either it's gonna be negative or it's gonna be positive and you get to choose that and both of them are hard. Like we said at the beginning, right? Nice. Both of them are hard because it's hard to constantly feel like crap from talking negatively and mm-hmm. it's hard to constantly reframe, right? Yeah. But you feel a lot better. So if I had to choose, that would be my choice. (laughs) And I have a really good example. And I think that this is something that, you know, as we, I think our generation in particular will be a lot more mindful of this as we go forward. And if any of us choose to have children or things like that, but I was, um, I'm around like my friend's little boy a lot. And he sometimes will ask me like, should I have this? Should I have this gummy bear? Should I eat this? And it's funny because now when I'm faced with that question, because of what I know, I'm like, I don't know, ask your belly. Are you hungry? Do you want it right now? Like even simple things like that, we forget that that's one important to me because of my history, right? So around children, I want to be like, well, you check in with you. Like, what does your body say? What is your, are you hungry? Are you not hungry? Like allowing them to even, do you know how many kids do not even have that question? Most, Mm -hmm. most people would be like, eat it or don't. Right. And we have that power. It kind of like made me think of this. We have the power as adults to reframe our minds in that way. So those choices that we didn't have as kids, right? Or examples that weren't led to us, you now have the exam or you now have the power as an adult to say, hmm, do I want to say have to, or do I want to say get to? Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? Do I want this? Do I want that? Like even those simple questions to yourself are powerful. So that's kind of what I wanted to leave, um, this episode on, because I think it ties in with this conversation beautifully. I agree. And, uh, the thing that keeps <laughs> coming back up is check in with you, right? Always. If this word shift doesn't feel good to you, that's fine. If that one does great, go with it. Right. If this is overwhelming, pick one, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be an all or nothing and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just constant steps towards the life that we want. Right. And that's really we just gotta go on some t-shirts. This is our like listen to yourself, like check in with you, like see, like that is like our like essence of who we are on this podcast. I like it. Next request. If you make t-shirts, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know and maybe uh, we'll get some t-shirts going eventually. Okay. I like it. Okay, guys. Well, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love Meg and Maggie.